0: You ever feel like when you're talking in a room that you're just listening to yourself like nobody else is listening? Um, In this day and age with all of our technology, you know, we can look around any given time. Everybody, somebody else is looking at their phone, uh, you know, while you're uh, talking. Uh, To be present doesn't really mean to be present. And so we do things nowadays like, you know, a basket in the front door you know people has to put their phones in so we'll actually talk to each other and how do you think god feels about it you know us and the way we treat his word you know do we uh you know he's put things down given it to men wholly inspired so they'd write it down so that later in years that we would we would listen to his word and heed his word in this spiritual growth campaign of us engaging god's word word in it to live it we have five levels that we're going to go through in this teaching series to to help us uh, better at engaging god's word that would be uh, hearing reading studying memorizing and meditating on god's word because it's going to take all of that for us to really become fully engaged years ago Dawson Trotman of the Navigators uh, did this thing uh, to get folks fully engaged in the Word. And he talked about uh, if you put them on your hand, he wrote them on your hand, uh, hearing, reading, studying, memorizing, and meditating. And it takes those things to, as he said, getting a grip on God's Word. So as we look at getting a grip on God's Word, we realize we can lose it if any of those things are not happening. So we want to take this time uh, in this series uh to help you as we engage in God's word to have some tools that help us to stay steady in it to not to not lose our grip because when we lose our grip you know, it's like being on you know mountain climbing which yeah I've never done but I can only imagine if you're at the top and you you're up there and these fingers start falling off one at a time that uh, you lose your grip there and, and it's it's not going to end nicely. Uh, so, you know, as we get our grip on God's Word, we stay fully engaged in His Word, then it helps us in living out this disciple's life. The, the very life that we say as believers that we want to live. Uh, so we need these tools and, and that's this is what we're going to do in this series is help you uh, to get the tools that you need to to do what you already want to do. You want to engage at all these levels. In this session, we'll focus on the first level of engaging the word, and and that is hearing. We'll see that fruitful hearing of God's word requires an active response. Because hearing without heeding brings no yielding of fruit. And I'll I'll share three practical steps you can bring You can begin implementing immediately to gain a a fruitful hearing of God's Word. Jesus, as his ministry, was gaining popularity to begin to speak in some parables. And one of them that's popular is the parable of the sower. And this is helpful for us today. God desires a fruitful response to his Word. Seeds are by nature designed to yield fruit when they're planted in the soil now when God speaks his word when he speaks he has an intended purpose for doing so when he tells us things he, he expects us to do those things obey he he because God doesn't waste his words Jesus parable ex, explained reveals these things free, the, the seed is God's word the soil is our heart and God desires fruitfulness to take place in our heart. You know, what parent doesn't want their toddler to respond actively to their commands? As parents, we expect, we tell our children things and we expect them to do those things. Voice response and active feet to parents. So why would God be any different? Why would God tell us things in his word and not expect us to do those things? However, we know this, that most hearing does not yield fruit. And this is the point of the parable. Many from the cities came hearing but not understanding. And we hear that over and over in the scriptures about many hearing but not understanding. Jesus illustrates it in the first three soils. Let's read that parable. Let's see. In Luke chapter eight, verse four, while a large crowd, while a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from a town after town, he told us, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on. The birds of the air ate it, ate it up. Some fell on rock, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seeds fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. So Jesus illustrates in these first three soils, uh, first of all, the the soil beside the road is a hard heart. Seed cannot penetrate lies and passiveness. A hard heart does not let the word in. Satan steals the word away. The second one, the rocky soil is a shallow heart. Seed received with, with joy but no roots. Vulnerable to the elements. A shallow heart cannot sustain faith. And then the third, the the thorny soil is a divided heart. Thorns compete for the soil's nutrients. Thorns choke the seed uh, from bearing. A heart divided stifles fruit bearing. Most hearing of the word is unfruitful, because most hearing is passive. A fruitful hearing of God's word requires an active response. We've gotta be on purpose. Hearing without heeding does not bring yielded fruit. Just because you say you heard it, it doesn't mean a thing. Action has to follow. Fruitful hearing requires an active response of three important traits, an honest heart, an earnest effort and a persistent spirit. Fruit bearing assumes transformation. And and this is what we want. As a follower of Jesus, we want life transformation. One thing morphs into something completely different. A seed dies and, and a new life emerges. A tree and seed bearing fruit from a single seed in the same way, God is in the business of transforming us from what we were into the image of His Son. The three important traits that represent an active response to the Word are, first of all, an honest heart. And now, an honest heart is, it's, it's opposition of what the Bible says about us. The Bible says it. Man is trying to do wrong. There's none righteous, no, not one. It tells us that every thought of man is wicked, all this. So, it's, so we're already fighting against our nature. So that right there alone should tell us it's going to take some work. We have to cultivate and prepare the soul of our hearts to, to receive the word. As James 1.21 James says, laying aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness and humility, receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. We need to weed out and confess and any known sin as we as we come to the word so that the word has room to plant deep roots into our lives. And we need humility to receive that that which God says and be willing to adjust our lives, even if it's uncomfortable. It's not easy. The whole reason you, me, the whole reason it's hard for us to have, to live for Jesus, these transformed lives, this renewing of the mind that Paul talks about in Romans 12, the whole reason this is hard is because it's not easy. So it's gonna take some work. So it starts with our heart. You know, the heart is, as Proverbs says, the heart is the wellspring of life. And you've got to guard that. And in this case, getting God's Word into us, we ha- uh, the, the heart has to be cultivated, ground so that it really can come into us. So let me ask, is your heart ready to receive the Word and allow God to do His cleansing work in you? I mean, until you're ready for that, It's all just a big waste of time. I think that most followers of Jesus, genuine followers of Jesus would say, yes, I am ready for that. Yes, I'm tired of, again, as we talked about recently and over and over again, if I I do want to live for you, Jesus, but then I find myself not living for you. So these things that we're talking right now are just primary steps, basic steps, baby steps. So... We have to have an honest heart and that's gotta be cultivated. The second trait is an earnest effort. That is to hold it fast or to re- retain it or to guard it faithfully. The idea is that we, we, we don't just hear the word and let it get away, you know, in one ear and out the other. Let, come on, be honest. A lot of us have read the scriptures for many years and a lot of times our Bible reading is just checking off the box. It's in one ear and out the other. If the Bible is gonna change us from the inside out, it can't be going in one ear and out the other. We have to take it captive or prisoner. We don't let this life-giving word out of our sight. Like a prison guard keeping watch over his prisoners, we guard it so it is there in our hearts and it lives to, to do the transformation it's supposed to do. Look, we need to give it our best effort. Like you would about that thing in life that you love so much. You know, I, I don't know what you're into. Maybe you're in maybe you're into photography. You, you you find out and you learn, you YouTube and watch all these things, you go to classes about and, and how to take the best. Uh, pictures, of photos, and, and, and video, or whatever you're into, and the best cameras. You you study up on that. You do. You give it all you've got, right? I mean, the thing is, think about it, whether it's a it's a it's a hobby, or or if it's something in athletics that we like to do. Uh, we know the thing about those things is we know how to give something our all, right? We know. There's things that you excel at. There's things that you like to do and you realize you have to practice a little harder at that one. And you do. If we want to live for Jesus, a life that's transformed, we've got to be willing to give it our best effort. And so fruitful hearing requires an active response. And we said that starts with an honest heart and in an earnest effort. So commit to do the work necessary to get there. You know, God's word is the only thing that can truly change us from the inside out. But it takes time. So the third part is a persistent spirit. So fruit bearing is not instantaneous. It can take weeks, it can take months to see a plant blossom and then, then bring fruit to, to maturity despite many obstacles, whether it's pest, uh, extreme weather conditions, uh, whatever. But we have to commit to do the work necessary to get there, where that end goal is. And God's word and God's word alone can change us from the inside out. Despite the temptations and trials And relapses, you know, if you do get knocked down, you get back up. If you you miss a day, you're engaging in God's Word. And that's what we're talking about. You're engaging God's Word and getting into us until it changes us. If you you miss a day, I mean, look, I'm not trying to be legalistic about this. But if you miss a day, you want to get in. You want to be persistent in it. And just know ahead of time that it takes time. Because if you could do it, you'd already been doing it. And I, I know this is, is, is hard for all of us, but let's get, some, let's get into some application with this, what we've talked about. So let's get practical. Here are three things that you can do to cultivate uh, a fruitful hearing of the word. That's what we want. We want it to be fruitful hearing. I'm hearing it and it's changing me, all right? So first, as you prepare to hear the word, cultivate a clean heart through confession, ask the Lord to reveal any sin that would hinder you from hearing, then rep- repent or turn away from that, and a second, write down, write down what the Lord highlights or brings to your attention as you're studying the scripture. Writing it down preserves it from wandering away. Uh, throughout this 40-day campaign, we encourage you to daily write down in this journal what you believe God is saying to you. And third, uh, obey what God has shown you. Yield to the work of the divine gardener. Allow God's work to be uh, fruit in your life. Through submitting to and obeying Him. Let me read this from Jesus in closing. In Matthew 7, 24 through 27, Jesus said, Therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew, and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. One obeyed the word, and one didn't. Just do it.